superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wow. My phone just went crazy. Man, I'm just like, <laughs> it's buzzing like, like nuts right now. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We have just been nominated for a sports Emmy for best studio show. What? what? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. My name may be on it. It is a team effort. Damn, that's awesome. Earlier on the show, ESPN Sports Center host Scott Van Pelt. Still to come. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Georgia running back James Cook. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number two of our program on the air. Frank Vogel is out as the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Who's next? Well, what happens in the uh, NBA playoffs might have something to to, uh, be said about all that. Um, Certainly, if TJ's 76ers have a short exit, as he does not want. Certainly, if the Utah (laughs) Jazz have a short exit, as they do not want. Uh, My top five favorite uh, first-round NBA playoff matchups I'm looking forward to. That's coming up in hour number three. Same with James Cook, uh, brother of Dalvin, and top prospect at the running back position from the University of Georgia championship bulldog squad he will be joining us in hour number three of the program um 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here uh, on this show on nbc sports on peacock nbc sports audio sirius xm channel 85 we say hello to our terrestrial radio audience listeners or those listening on odyssey or our podcast later on whenever they darn well please it's your right we already had a chat with Scott Van Pelt fresh back from the Masters talking about Scotty Scheffler where he came from one thing I, I didn't ask him I don't know if it was appropriate or not. Kid was born in New Jersey. His last name is Scheffler. Is he? Did, did a Jewish guy just win the uh, the Masters? Because I need to know that. <laughs> did a member of the tribe just win the Masters? That's what um, I need to know. I, I mean, is is there going to be um, matzo ball soup on the uh, on the uh, Masters <laughs> Championship menu next why? year? These are all questions I need answered. Trending no, I think. How do you know yeah. that? I don't know. I don't know. He said, "How do you know?" <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> Um, well, these are all mysteries. Uh, and, and <laughs> you went anyway. to St. Cecilia High School. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And he went to the University of Texas. Oh, wait. Know. Personal life. Wikipedia. Sheffler is Christian. Yeah. Sorry, Rich. Sorry, Rich Eisen. My dream lasted 90 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Sorry, Rich Eisen. 90 seconds it lasted, everybody. But it was great while it lasted. Hey. hey. Just a thought. You always have the memories. Nah. Nah, I guess Jews don't win masters, huh? Uh, not yet. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I, got, I got my kids still to come. All right. Anyway, let's focus on the task at hand. Uh, 
if you missed Scott Van Pelt and his take on Tiger and everything else from the Masters, check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Uh, figured he's the perfect guy to talk about uh, the subject matter that dominated my heart and mind yesterday. Uh, the passing of Dwayne Haskins at the age of 24. Way too soon. And joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show from Sports Illustrated is uh, their uh, senior NFL writer, the man who puts together the MMQB and is a diehard Buckeye. He is none other than Albert Breer. How are you doing, Albert? I'm good, Rich. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm better for talking to you. I'll put it right in your lap. Who was Dwayne Haskins, Albert Breer? Um, you know, I, I think, like, when – and look, like, I think we have a tendency sometimes to, um, you know, in these moments – you know, kind of have a hard time, you know, wrapping your arms around exactly who a guy was. Um, yeah, I knew him in passing. Um, I didn't know him that well, but obviously I've got a lot of connections to people and know a lot of people well who knew him well. And so I talked to a lot of those people over the last 48 hours. And, um, you know, the one thing that kind of keeps coming up is genuine, big heart. I mean, all the coaches at Ohio State, they all have some story of something that Dwayne did for their kid, you know, um, you know, I even had, um, you know, one coach had told me like he's got a, a jersey frame, um, you know, a Haskins jersey framed in his office at home. And on the number seven, there's the normal thing like, you know, hey, coach, thanks for everything, Dwayne. And then on the bottom of the seven, it says, and say what's up to, and it's got his kids' names on it, mm-hmm. you know, and. He was just, um, you know, look, there's no question when he came in the league, he had a lot of growing up to do. Um, but, you know, he had a big heart. He was well-intentioned. He wanted to do the right thing. Um, you know, I kind of have a soft spot for, for, for guys like this that are that age where, you know, like they almost sometimes have to, to mess up on their own to figure it out. And I think Dwayne was one of those kinds of kids that had a huge heart and wanted to do right and wanted to be great and all of those different things. Um, you know, but maybe he got – maybe it came along a little slower with him at times because – he had to kind of see it for himself. Look, I mean, know? look, Albert. I mean, some we, we've we've all been around the uh, the block here on the NFL, you and I, and everyone else, and we we've heard stories about guys who are, come out early or come out too early or need some growing up. And yep. the NFL is a very difficult fishbowl in which to mature and grow up. And you know, and, and Haskins might have been that guy, but uh, we he his family have been robbed of the the times in which yeah you know he becomes mature and we've seen that happen over and over and over again and maybe have immense professional success. And now we have been robbed of that. He and his family have been robbed of that. And it's just awful. I saw Ryan yeah. day um, say that they're going to honor him at the spring game. That's coming up this weekend. I imagine there will be uh, sure. many testimonials um, then as well as this fall uh, as well. For, for Haskins, yeah. you know, and I, um, you know, I, I got a couple stories that I think can kind of encapsulate, um, you know, where he was going and how he wanted to get there. And, um, you know, I, I heard this story yesterday, um, and it was, you know, after the Illinois game, um, you know, his redshirt freshman year. So he wasn't starting yet. And, you know, they, they were, they blown out Illinois and, um, and, and it, and it was raining and windy and ugly, um, you know, that night in Columbus. He got in at the end of the game, and, you know, he made a handful of errors. Just was not a good night for him. And, um, you know, like he came out of that game, and, and he, like, just felt horrible about it. 
So not knowing when the next time he's going to play is going to be, um, you know, he went back that week and he decided to bury himself in his work. And I'm going to make sure I get this right. And I'm going to, you know, I, I can't let that happen again, you know? And so the next week was the Michigan game and he didn't know again that he was going to get in. JT Barrett was the starter. He gets hurt. Um, and Dwayne goes in and you know how that one played out. He was spectacular. Dwayne, he was Dwayne spectacular. played, Dwayne played great. And, you know, I, I had a coach tell me yesterday, like we thought that was when Dwayne basically set the stage to beat out Joe Burrow in, in the spring and win the job and have the great 2018 that he had. And I'm telling that story because I think that the people who were closest with him felt like that was where he was in his pro career now. Like that, you know, two-week period was sort of a microcosm for where he was um, working in Pittsburgh now, where he knew he'd messed up in Washington. Mm. And, you know, he knew he had a lot of stuff to work on, and he was quietly getting that work done. And trusting, you know, that he would get the sort of result that he got all, you know, all those years ago, you know, when he quietly went to do his work after, you know, that ugly night against Illinois. And, it, you know, it's heartbreaking hearing that because, you know, you think about young people that, you'll, they, they, that, that, that are lost so young, that they're lost way too early. And you think about all they had left to accomplish. And, you know, a lot of the people who, you know, I think really loved Dwayne felt like, he was at that point where, you know, he was getting ready to turn the corner. He'd grown up and he got married last year and you know, they were so hopeful for what was in front of him. You know, I can even tell you like with the spring game this week, they tried to get Dwayne back there a couple of weeks ago. They had a big recruiting weekend and they wanted to get him back there. And, you know, I think he was a little, you know, from what I understand, like he was a little sheepish about going back to Ohio state um, because the great relationships he had there and everything else, when he went back, he wanted to go back proudly, you know, like he wanted to go back as a success story and he wanted to wait until he had the sort of success in the field, um, you know, that he thought he was capable of before, you know, they brought him back and, and kind of had him, you know, be one of these faces of the program, which, you know, he, he's so richly deserved to be, um, you know, and they were talking to him about coming to the spring game this weekend. And, um, you know, it's just, again, like, it's just so sad to think about, like how hopeful everybody was around him, you know, and, and, and what great things he had to, to, to accomplish and, and not just in football, but you know, the way he was with other people, um, you know, and the, the smiles he put on so many people's faces, um, you know, it's just, it, it's tough hearing those stories, Rich, you know, cause um, you know, as you kind of sort through this, um, you know, yeah, I think, you know, again, like with people who are, who are gone so young, you think of all that was left to accomplish and, mm. you know, certainly talking to the people around Dwayne, they were all convinced that the best was in front of them. Any idea what he was doing out on that highway? Any, will we know any idea? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, so a couple of days ago, um, you know, I, 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 I had heard something that like he'd run out of gas on the highway. I, like there's so much speculation out there right now. I, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's the best way I can answer it because I do think that there is, um, you know, like I, I, from what I understand now, now again, like I know it's out there. He was down there. Mr. Trubisky, I think was, had hosted a bunch of the Steelers offensive players, Yes, you know, and it's one of these passing camps to get ready for the, um, for the off season program. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I my understanding was they were up in Boca and I, I think, you know, I, at least what people around him thought was that he was heading to the airport when this happened. Um, 
you know, again, like why he's out walking, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and again, there were like those, those details that were coming out at the beginning. Um, but I, I just, you know, it, it, you know, I, I don't know if it was just a massive error in judgment. I'm just not sure, Rich, and I, and I hate to speculate on, on what it might have been. Albert Breer, the MMQB senior NFL reporter here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, two weeks from the draft on Thursday, and mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is not going anywhere until when? I mean, you know, I, I got the sense. Yeah. I got the sense when um, Matt Ryan took that final seat in Indianapolis in the game of musical chairs sat Mariota in Atlanta that this was going to go past the draft, and it sure looks like it. What, what's the timing on this? I mean, I think it's sort of going to come down to um, if Baker wants to force the issue, and I think one thing he can do to force the issue if he desires to do that, um, and I've said this a few different places, Rich, like I – I think it's it, like show up to the off season program, you know, and like that, that in itself, like if you show up, like that becomes a problem for the team. They just want you to go away, you know? So maybe he shows up to the off season program and he tries to force the issue. Um, you know, I, I think this is really going to come down to Cleveland's willingness to take on money and how much money they're willing to take on, because I don't think Baker has zero value across the league. Like I think he's still seen as, sort of a back half of the NFL starter. Like, I don't think he's seen as this guy who's only, who only can be a backup. Um, but you no, know, there's no, like you said, like, you know, the music is sort of stopped and the chairs are full. And so, you know, if somebody was going to take him on as a rec- reclamation project and say, okay, we're going to roll the dice on him for one year. and He's going to be our starter. Then they'd be willing, they may be willing to pay the $18.858 million. Um, but lacking that, and seeing where the opportunity might be to come in and maybe just compete for a job, no one's willing to pay that amount of money. So I, as much as anything else, it's going to come down to how much money the, Brown, the Browns are willing to take on and, um, you know, and then finding the right suitor for them. I, I don't think Carolina is very interested right now. My understanding is Detroit's not really talking about it either. You know, Seattle over the last couple of weeks has stuck out to me as the one where – if the Browns are willing to take on some of the money, then Seattle can take another swing at the quarterback position at replacing Russell Wilson by putting Baker Mayfield in a competition with Drew Locke. And remember, like taking multiple swings is how they found Russell Wilson in the first place, so it sort of fit with who they are right. and how they, how they do business with that position. Or they covet somebody in the draft, and they're, they want to make sure that they don't. if they don't get the guy, then they'll revisit this, right? It may not just right. be and even a big... And that's 100%. Like, that's, that's the way it works this time of year, too, Rich. You know this. Like, it's yeah. in a lot of cases, like, teams will go into the draft with needs. But as you know, like, the free agent market's the needs market, right? Like, the draft's supposed to be the value market where you're not supposed to press needs. And so sometimes teams do come out of the draft with needs unfulfilled. And certainly you could see where, I mean, like Pittsburgh, for example, right? Like now you keep hearing Pittsburgh connected to Malik Willis. Let's say Malik Willis goes in front of Pittsburgh. They don't get a quarterback, but they still want to bring in somebody to compete with Mitch. Right. I don't know if Cleveland would trade him in division um, and eat money to do that. But like, you know, maybe Pittsburgh would be the sort of team that would be set up to make that call if they come out of the draft without another quarterback. And this, um, yeah. Yeah. I certainly see what you're saying, where, the, where getting past the draft could smoke out a few more suitors. Yeah, and then there's Garoppolo out there, whose place on the yeah. roster appears to be affecting Debo Samuel's uh, yeah. Instagram account, right? After the Stephon Diggs 
signing and Garoppolo still being on the roster, those that's cash they could give to Debo and or Bosa, if not both, right? What's the yeah, deal there? Yeah, and it sort of does work to stop up business a little bit. Like, And what the Niners could do with you know some more cap space, like you said, like two foundation pieces there in Bosa and Debo who were drafted three years ago, that they could take care of. Um, you know, the, the the situation with Garoppolo is a little different, though. Like, I, I, I really do think Jimmy would have a starting job right now if it hadn't been for the shoulder surgery. I think somebody would have taken that swing on him. Um, I think the issue you have now with Jimmy, because of the shoulder issue, um, is can you count on him to be what he's been the last few years when you get to September and October? And because he's only under contract for one more year, you're by definition acquiring him for 2022. So say you're Carolina, right? Like people's jobs are on the line in Carolina. Um, and I do think there are people in that building that like Jimmy. Do you trade for Jimmy knowing he's going to miss the entire spring? He's not going to be throwing again until late June, early July. You know, and then even then you may think that he's going to be okay, but that's sort of an unpredictable thing. Is he going to be full go in training camp? And you're trying to put in a new offense, right? Like with Ben McAdoo there. So there are all these things that sort of the shoulder complicates. And, you know, if everybody's fighting for their job, then it becomes a little bit more difficult to kind of wrap your head around the idea of really going all in on somebody like Jimmy. And so I think with Jimmy, it's really more than anything else, the shoulder that's complicated things. I do think that there are teams out there that look at Jimmy and say, that guy could be a really good starting quarterback for us if healthy. The problem is he's not healthy right now. Last one for you, Albert Breer, before I send you on to this Monday. Um, Bill Belichick hit the big 7-0 over the weekend. How about that? <laughs> and, you know, we talk all about Brady's end game scenario for his career and Rodgers, and we focus on quarterbacks all the time. Uh, you, you, you've been around this man. You covered the team for a long time just straight up on, as a beat writer and now obviously as a national reporter. Um, do you think we'll ever know Belichick's plans until the last second? Like, how do you think this is going to play out when it's all said and done? What do you call uh, it, a septuagenarian? Is that right? Yes, sir. I think, right? Like, yeah, so yeah. We have two of them. We have two of them now. Pete Carroll is like, one. I don't know. That, that might be a first. Him and Pete Carroll. I, I don't know if that's ever happened before where you got two 70-something coaches in the league. Um, I guess 70s and 60. Um, I, I don't think we're going to have advanced warning. I don't think there's going to be like a Coach K-style farewell tour. I don't think you're going to get any of that. Will you get a um, whiff? Do you think you'll get a whiff or a hint? Or it's just going to be one day, whoa, Bill's decided I to step away. Be, I, think, I think whenever he leaves it, he's going to want to leave it in good shape. You know, I, I, one thing I can remember from covering him on the beat, and this is years ago, was like he... I remember like there were a couple of situ like where he felt like Bill Parcells, who obviously had been his boss, um, had left a couple of teams in pretty rough shape, you know? And I think there was a, sort of this resolve that whenever he left New England, he wasn't gonna do that. Like he wasn't gonna walk away from a team um when it wasn't, you know, in, in, in better shape than he found it. And so, you know, I, I do think he's driven to prove that he can win without Brady and win at a high level without Brady. I do think he wants to leave it, um, whoever he's leaving it to, whether that's Bill O'Brien or Matt Patricia or whoever it is that winds up succeeding him. I think he wants to leave it in good shape or whoever it is that's the coach after him. Um, you know, and, and, I, and, 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 and I do think that there's, you know, the element of it for him where he still enjoys it, you know, Rich. And I, I, I think there's that part of it where the guy – 
like he loves going to work every day. It's not as hard as it used to be because the program has been established for so long. He likes the people he's working with. His kids are at work with him, which I think would, you know, I wouldn't know this yet, but mm. I would assume is a huge thing for, for, for a guy that age, you know, with grown kids. Um, you know, I, I think he's sort of got it working now where, um, he doesn't have to work quite as hard as he used to have to work to make things go. And now I think the last piece of it for him is repairing it and getting it back to the point, maybe not where it was before, but getting it back where he's handing something over to someone that's in really, really good shape. And, you know, I think obviously drafting Mac Jones last year was a huge part of it. But I I don't think we're going to get some sort of announcement. I think the signs that you'd be looking for, if you were looking for a sign, would be that the team's winning again and that the future looks bright. I'm not sure they're quite there yet. Um, but you know, it does look better than it did than it did a year ago. I think they still have a little ways to go. Well, maybe you know when he's available for the uh, off-season workout program or what have you comes up in another week, we can get that stringer from uh, I guess Vermont who asked him twice about his uh, New Year's resolution. We can get her out there to ask the question about his retirement plans. Maybe we should I'm do sure that. He'll, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll be very illuminating if he's asked that well, question. She, maybe she can take the bullet for us on that. You know, to get the answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. That's not a you know like that's not a bad thought you know Rich I I I can remember there was a time when um, you know the Herald and the Globe and this is you know back in like the old newspaper wars and I've been on both sides of that one by the way yes uh, I can remember there was a time when they would send in like general assignment reporters to take bullets and <laughs> <laughs> which one did you take known, did you take it's one a known fact it's a little known fact of the Boston media the past of the Boston media I don't think. I don't think those places had the num- the sorts of numbers to do those sorts of things anymore. Right. But there was a time when there were uh, there were people jumping in front of the line of fire on those ones. Did you ever take one? Did you ever take one for the team? Oh, I've taken oh. lots of bullets in my day. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard the confrontations before. Well, I know. I, mean, I, I, I just I just I just got to the point where I stopped caring. You know. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. No, I've I, I, I've been I've been. Um, I've been in front of that firing squad today before. Um, I, I mean, you are talking to the guy. You are talking to the the uh, the on to Cincinnati guy. You do remember that? That's right. right. You asked the question that got the yeah. that got the famed response. It was me and Michelle Steele, and they had just gotten blown out by the Chiefs. If you remember that on Monday night. Oh yeah. And I asked, "Do you think you're doing enough to? Do you think you're doing? Do you think you're doing enough and acting with enough urgency?" to build a champion around Tom Brady. I asked that a couple different ways, a couple different times. Mm. Um, and sure enough, they went on to win the Super Bowl and win three out of the next five Super Bowls and play it for the next five Super Bowls. So, You're welcome, New England. Yeah, thank I you, Albert. You're welcome. I guess I got my answer. You're welcome, New England. <laughs> and I guess uh, you won't be getting the, the retirement scoop from uh, Belichick when it's all said and done because of that. Well, we'll see. I think I think yeah, we're in a better place than we were then. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Fantastic. We've, we've grown. We've all I'm grown. Not gonna, I'm not going to close that door. If he wants to, if he wants to do that for me, I I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it away. Well, Albert, thanks for the two cents uh, on that subject and so much more. And you know, uh, my condolences to all of Buckeye Nation, man. I am so sorry to hear about this awful, awful, awful loss of uh, Dwayne Haskins. And um, I send my best in your direction. Yeah, thanks, Rich. And hey, I mean, I, I think the, the important thing, um, you know, just all the best to to his friends and his his family. family. I, I would point anyone to, um, and I tweeted this over the weekend. I, I would point anyone to 
if you really want to know who Dwayne was, um, Big Ten Network did a did a great piece on his relationship with his little sister. Um, mm. It was incredible, and so you know anybody can find that on my Twitter feed. I'll re- re- retweet it after we get off the, off the air here. Um, but I think there's a good window into who he was. So all the best in our prayers, the Haskins family, and everybody who knew him. Well said. Uh, at Albert Breer, we'll be checking that out. Thanks for the call, Albert. Greatly appreciate it. Right, thanks, Rich. You got it. That's uh, Albert Breer. A um, little bit more on Belichick when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show before we get to Overreaction Monday. As always, here on the program, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Uh, You know, we had Pete Carroll on, and I mentioned him uh, approaching 70, right? Mm -hmm. And he didn't like the question at all. (laughs) Oh yeah, no. <laughs> His tone no, changed a little. I don't blame him. No. I'm, you know, I. It comes across as ageist, you know, that once you hit seventy, you don't have the same want to or verve or energy, same level of patience required in coaching. And you hit that that number. It's just a number. I mean. Knock on wood, I get to reach that, you know, yeah. one day. We all do. Bill's birthday is and this week, actually. He's on the 16th. I thought it was uh, this this weekend. I heard overheard. Well, he maybe had a party, but ah, the, got it. the actual day. Well, okay. So um, he's going to be 70. And I just think that, you know, him at age 70 um, is going to be just, if you will, a number and one of those things of where a coach has a certain record after the age of 70 in the same way that Brady holds all the records after the coach age of 40. I think Bill, I don't even know what those records would be. I don't even know what it would be. Don Shula retired in his mid-60s. 
So Bill's already got him <laughs> after the age of 65, that's for sure. And things are set up in a, in a, in a trending up direction. I just was wondering at some point, like, w- wouldn't it be the most Belichick thing ever that one day, you know, obviously he gives a heads up to Bob Kraft, but other than that, nobody knows about it. Yeah. And then one day he just shows up at the facility and says, we're done. Here's the new coach here. And I'm off on, hopefully for your sake, eight rings, nine rings, ten rings. Well, it's already eight, but maybe nine. Okay, ten. nine, ten rings. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then off he goes. Bye-bye. And then, you know, we'll see, we'll see him on the islands. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah what that scenario is going to be. It sounds like it's something it Bill would do. Like it, just, won't be the Coach K, it won't be the Coach K version. There will be no uh, no farewell tour for Bill. Don't you think? I, I can't imagine. And we're so focused on what Brady's endgame scenario, all these other quarterbacks are. He is just as iconic. Equally as iconic yeah. when it comes down to, I mean, Michael Their Irvin position. says they should rename the Lombardi Trophy. I mean, got, I just six. <laughs> remember that the, there was a brief conversation. I think he was asked about it. You know, is he going to retire? And he's just like, no. I'm, he kind of looked at him and said, "What do you? What do yeah, you? Like, why would you ask? Why that? would you ask that?" Yeah. So, happy birthday, Bill! It's coming up this week after tax day, I guess, huh? Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the program. It's a Monday. Let's get to overreaction Monday. Chris Brockman, you've got some good ones for me. I assume. Let's go. Let's go. Let's hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher. What do you have? Here we go. Let's start with golf. Uh, What Scotty Scheffler did over the weekend was amazing. Uh, Leader from round two and on. Uh, he's going to win at least one more major this year. He's okay. going to stay hot. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's that's not an overreaction at all. Why wouldn't he stay hot? Why wouldn't he win another one? It doesn't happen that often uh, where now, guys I win thought, two in the same year. I but... thought you'd go for overreaction Monday. He's going to win the Grand Slam. Oh. Uh, I thought, now that's the overreaction right there. That's hot. I mean, okay. no one's done it since the Tiger Slam okay. in 2000. Right. Okay. No, no, that's I, I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. Is that is that the only golf one that you have? It's the only golf one. That's good. So TJ Jefferson can start paying attention to the show again. <laughs> I've been paying attention. No. Overreaction Monday. Sunday was actually exciting. Oh, wow. I guess maybe I should have said that. Keep going. What else you got? Well, okay. All right, all right. It's some basketball. Nobody, nobody's basketball. more disinterested in golf. Than he, he doesn't Jefferson. play, that's why. So huh? like, if he played, I think it would be a lot. This is not true. I watched three and a half hours of golf yesterday. It was on the TV. and, and well, Was stayed... it on your main TV or Hold the on, second a, TV? This is another conversation right. later on. I'm just glad that you're back. <laughs> All right, some NBA Good to stuff. have you on some the show, NBA TJ. Stuff, some NBA stuff. So, you're like, wait, Lakers are going to fire their coach, and we're leading with Scotty <laughs> Scheffler. All right, what else you got over there? All right, so Boston, by winning yesterday, uh, is the two seed in the East. Yeah. Now, that is significant because Brooklyn is in the 7-8 oh, play-in matchup, oh, so it looks like it might be Celtics-Nets first round. That will be the best round in the first round in the NBA playoffs. Well, I'm giving you my top five later on on the program, my top five um, matchups I'm looking forward to most. So I'm going to defer and punt to that one and just tell you I think you are absolutely sniffing the okay, right area right. code of yeah. everything right now. I'm and my apologies, about my apologies to everyone 
in Cleveland to all of my Cavs friends, to Grandma Gloria Glassman, wherever she is. Triple G. My apologies to Triple G out there in, <laughs> uh, in the, the great game. city of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, where the Guardians reside. Um, I will just basically say we're rooting for the Nets. We got to see <laughs> Nets and Celtics, Oof. and then we'll just wish the Cavs good luck in the game against uh, what well, I'm assuming the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, Hawks, Hawks, and, Hornets. That's going to be a fun and game. By the way, Hawks Heat would be, be an insane game. first round series as well. Yeah. And I proffer to say the Heat want no piece of that. They want no piece of Trey Young in the playoffs. So I'll just say you're 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 in the area in the code. Okay, great. You're you're in the you're you're in the country code in the area code and maybe in the house next door. Okay. <laughs> on that assumption. Okay. Okay. Kind of a bummer heading into the playoffs. Luka has been absolutely amazing this year. If it, were, if it weren't for the big man this year, he might have been MVP. Yeah, he got banged up yesterday. A little calf strain, which has him out anywhere between three and three weeks, three days and three weeks. So I think the Jazz are going to upset the Mavs with Luka. That's an overreaction. Up. That's an overreaction. Let's see how Luka handles whatever whatever he's got going on. I don't know. Does does Mark Cuban have any Shark Tank money in any company that's got a hyperbaric chamber right, right, right. or I'm one sure. of those boots that that the that the moves boots, blood around? The, the, I don't the, know. The, the, the stem, all that stuff. Yeah. Let's let's know. just let's just hold off on the three I'm week wa- talk. Man, I wanted a, an awesome Luca series, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Man. We'll see. We'll see. What else you got over all there? All right. We've been talking about Frank Vogel a little bit this uh, the, today on today's show so far. Frank Vogel isn't to blame for the Lakers season failure. He's not. He's taking the heat. He's I mean, gonna, he's, he's taking part the bullet, the fall he, look, guy. He's part of it. When you're a coach of a team that is as dreadful as the Lakers have been all year, again, it takes a lot to miss the play-in tournament entirely. It takes a lot to be one of the 10 teams that's home right now. 20 make it. Especially since you're not tanking either. I mean, Look, the minute that um, the minute that Damian Lillard said, "I don't know if I can deal with this abdominal pain anymore. I need to. I need to go under the knife." The minute that happened, the Blazers Blazers are like, "Okay, how many ping pong balls can we get?" <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder, they earned sitting home right now. Pacers, the Pacers, Miles Turner. Uh, we haven't seen him since. Um, Forever First in a day. week yeah. of the season. Right? right? So the Pacers... No, no. No, we, we saw him. I, I, I had him, yeah, yeah, I had him on the championship does he get a, team. Does he get a ring? He gets a ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Lakers didn't... They weren't tanking. They weren't tanking. I mean, injuries had something to do with it. The roster composition. If you had to... If you had to place the blame, okay, on what the Lakers' problems were, roster composition or coaching, you tell me. I mean, it's obviously roster composition. If you put that as a poll question on our show, it would be 90%. I would hope so. It would be 90 to 10. Come on now. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I feel bad for the guy, but I do. He's got a ring. He doesn't deserve to lose his job. Hey, man. What's the list? It's it's Bill Sharman, Paul Westhead, spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. Pat Riley, spoiler alert, Phil Jackson, Jackson. and Frank Vogel. That's it. List of Lakers coaches who have won NBA championships. Period. That's 
true. That, that's a fact. Now, and I mean, TJ saying it's not the end of the story because the Lakers are the Lakers, and they're going to get a great coach. They are. All right. What else, Chris? Okay, Rich. So um, <laughs> we're is it seventeen days away from the yes, sir? From the Check NFL the paper, draft. Chris. Check I, the I know you're. I know you're doing a lot of prep work. <laughs> I am. Um, but I, because it's mock draft <laughs> season, because it's mock draft season, I, I you know I, I googled this morning in a way to mock draft. CBS had one this morning, just updated, and you know, I, in the fourth pick, there was a different name than what you want, and so the Jets are going to pass on Sauce and take who? Trayvon Walker. Yeah, I, I mean, look, pass rushers are pass rushers, man, and I don't think Trayvon Walker is going to be available at four. Really? I think, yeah, I think you're going to see three pass rushers go one, two, three. Oh, wow. That's what I think. That's not what this has, but that's fine. Well, what do they have? They have... Uh, Who is this person? Who is the person? Okay, this is uh, CBS Sports' Ryan Wilson. Okay, Ryan, Ryan Wilson. Ryan Wilson, okay. No relation to Zach. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, he has Ikim Ikwonu going yeah. number one. I'm okay. seeing that a lot. That's That's... It's absurd. I'm seeing that a lot, Rich. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, Chris, two, Evan it. I don't want to hear the rest of it. Don't okay, even bother with me. But do you want to hear who he has the Giants why taking? You, why would you, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, I know you want to tell me that the, that the Giants wind up with Sauce, which the is The Giants possible. wind up with Sauce and Kayvon Thibodeau. That's okay. what I'm seeing. That would be great for the Giants. <laughs> that would be remarkable for the Giants, but it's not happening. Okay. But the, it's not happening. Is the, 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 the moves that the Jaguars made in... Free agency. You don't franchise tag an offensive tackle like they did and then choose an offensive tackle first overall when you've got pass rushers galore to go hunt your opponent. That ain't happening. That's absurd. But they have Trevor Lawrence to keep him upright. Brother, we were talking about Aquano being first overall when we left the combine. Then they made their moves in free agency that point bright flashing lights pass rusher. If you tell me it's not Hutchinson and they go with another pass rusher, I will believe you. If they go offensive tackle after they did everything that they've done, it would be a shocker. A shocker. And if the Jets wind up with Trayvon Walker at fourth overall because of that, you know, I think the kid's amazing. You know, James Cook will tell us how great these guys are. Of course. I mean, they wait for each other when they're done at the combine, which I would never do for you. <laughs> An hour and a half they sat there waiting. <laughs> Insane. Insane. What else? All right, la- la- last one. And this might be maybe my finest overreaction <laughs> yet. We're three games into the Major League Baseball season. Yes. Which this team with World Series hopes, I mean, a guarantee from the manager, they're one and a half back already in the West. Yes. This Dodgers season will once again end in disappointment. It's not an overreaction, is it? <laughs> that's quick, though. That's a quick trigger. Blasted by the Rockies. That's a quick trigger. That's a quick trigger. That's a very fast trigger. <laughs> They're one and two. <laughs> They're one and one, two. One and a half back already. One and a half back already. <laughs> I mean, come I mean, on. How are you going to make that up with the next 159? I don't, I don't get it. Hey, remember how you guys laughed at the Mets? Three and one. That Alonzo bat flip and skip that I tweeted out because it wound up my timeline was pretty special. Yes, Max Scherzer, I thought he was going to be out. Came out and pitched the second game. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I know. How about that? You know, baseball's, baseball's back. We're three and one without the goat. Imagine when he comes back. Baseball's back. <laughs> baseball's back.
What a, that is a ridiculous overreaction. You gave me a baseball <laughs> Dodger season will end in disappointment. But hey, market April 11th. I'm just saying. I called you it. Called I it. called it. You I called, called my it. shot. <laughs> Don't lose the same intensity. Don't lose that intensity. I will keep it way up here. Don't lose that 11, intensity. 11. Uh, I saw uh, a couple of things with baseball. Uh, well, one thing with baseball over the weekend and one thing from uh, the USFL. They're starting to play some games, right? Yes. They're doing that? Friday night. Did you do that? No, no, we have scrimmages. And, uh, oh, you were setting games. up. You were setting up. Set setting up. You're yeah. setting up. This Friday. Okay, very good. Uh, for the Wait, couple part of the squad. Well, there's one thing the NFL should already be on. I saw it. Oh. 844-204-RICH, number Ooh. to dial. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Or a terrestrial radio audience, we just showed a photograph of some man in Red Sox gear wearing a Met hat to the Yankee Red Sox game last night. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? By the way, kudos to uh, our friends at uh, the Worldwide Leader. It looks like on Sunday night, by the way, I love Cone, uh, but he's a, you know, I'd listen to him calling games on Yes, He's Great. Eduardo Perez and Ravi, I've really enjoyed the three man booth listening to them last night. Um, and they, they, they mic'd up Kike Hernandez. Are they doing that now? Is that Yeah, they part did of... it on the opener, too, uh, okay. Braves-Reds. So uh, part Joey of their Votto nationally? Was, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I love that the players are into that. And one like they asked Hernandez, you know, man on second, what happens if the ball's hit to you? Ball was hit to him. And he's even, you hear him mic'd up going, oh, here oh, it here is. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I, I thought that was great. Yeah, that's cool. Part of me was also thinking, you know, do I want my guy mic'd up? Do I need, like, just focus on the game? But we do, They do that at Fox. We mic up a guy, usually. I don't care. Well, they've done it. We don't care, we don't care we do. what you've done at Fox, <laughs> Mike. You've I got mean, enough do. Emmys. Come on, man. I mean, no, right. never enough. Yeah. No, I know you got, but no, no, I, don't remember, I don't remember being part of a Not feature in a of, of every, in a regular season. No, game. we do them on Saturdays. All-star, oh, yeah. All-star, yeah. Apologies, All-star game, they've done yeah. it. Uh, the World Baseball Classic. They usually do one player. So that's part of the Sunday night thing, huh? On Sunday, yeah. Okay. Which is cool. All right. So I enjoyed that. It's great. I like that Anytime stuff. we get inside and players will do that, and I would love to have hear them have conversations and whatever. And, yeah. yeah, that's fun. And call their shot maybe and make a grab and just go, hilarious. that's for you or what have you. I think Hernandez also came, was running off and he nominated Ozzie Albies to wear it next. Is that going to be a thing too where a player calls oh, out another one out saying guys? you're next? That's cool. <laughs> are, they, are they on Sunday Night Baseball next week? Did Kike Hernandez even know? What the next game is? Yeah, give me a second. Because I kind of dig that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I know I'm asking Brockman to Google on live TV and radio, and that's just not his forte. We can do it. Look, that's not what his we forte. Do. Is that what, what do we do? Google? Well, we, we try to make you better. We do what we can. Yeah, Sunday Night Baseball is Braves Padres. There you go. So he's nominated Ozzy Alba. I kind of dig that. 
It's kind of like a challenge, right? Wouldn't that be cool if, like, every game then? That would be you, great. You play, a ta- you play a game of tag, and, like, the next yeah. Sunday, I thought that you was go great. such and such. you got to re- really know the schedule, though. I really well, I'm sure someone will tell you. Well, no, they, they, might, they might tell him beforehand, yeah. do us a favor, and send nominate somebody on yeah. the way out, way off the field. I kind of find that so The fun. week after, on the 24th, it's Brewers-Phillies. It's like a relay race. Well, Bryce Harper. Get Bryce Harper Let's up go. there, Mike. Yeah. Mike Duck. Kristen Yelich, come on. Chris, just Mike, like a relay. Do you see Mike Trout hit his first home run of the season? Do you see that? It went like 19 million miles. Of course. See that one? But it was the Angels, so no, it doesn't oh, really count. Oh, does it make a noise? <laughs> if a ball hits the rocks in Anaheim, California, does it make a noise? Is it, hey, look, man, if Trout and Otani play all like 162, I know. It'd be the greatest thing. Oh, ever. my but God. they got to make the playoffs. Yeah. Brockman, yeah. we got to go watch an Angels game sometime this season. I mean, man. I'm in. The Sox are in town in June, so I'll be down there. Okay. Yankees are coming. we got to go do that. I'm doing the series. Uh, May, oh, May 1st. I'm yeah. just looking ahead at all the Sunday night games yeah. now. Late May 1st is Phillies-Mets. Who do you want mic'd up for you the Mets? Alonzo. Alonzo. got to get the right. polar bear mic'd up, right? Yeah, Alonzo or... Okay. No, yeah. it's no I mean, war. Yeah, yeah, it's Alonzo. Let's get him mic'd up. On the 8th, Dodgers-Cubs. Who are we getting there? So we got any anybody on the Dodgers super team. I take I, I don't know <laughs> Freddie Freeman. I take Ju- Justin Turner is just great. I love when he calls in. Yeah, he's done a great job with the mic. Did the you pass. see <laughs> Jeff? I follow Jeff Ross on Instagram. Did you see he was at the Rockies game and he zoomed in on Will Smith on the scoreboard? Oh gosh, <laughs> the catcher Will Smith. Yeah, you got to check it out, man. He's just the greatest. The Giant, Roastmaster Giants General. Cardinals on May eighth, and there was another. Um, uh, technological wrinkle that I saw. Uh, I wasn't watching USFL preseason action. Well, we weren't on the air. But I saw talking. it. Why did I see this video? It, it hit my Twitter feed. Did it really? Yeah, it was on the... Are you leaking footage, Mike? Somebody leaked that. Dude. I mean, we were Friday night. I, I don't know. That. How did I it make know. my Twitter feed? All did I know really? is that it was... They're using, like, the same technology that you see in tennis for Hawkeye technology yes. you see in tennis, whether a ball's in yeah. or out. For the first down marker. Yes. I did see that, yeah. And it's just, it's the same thing where there's a yellow line and it like, you know, it moves and twists and then the ball winds up, the shadow of the ball winds up either right on the line or right in front of it. And it's just like, not a first down. That's it. They leaked that? Dude, it wound up on my Twitter timeline. I didn't see the video. I I saw a story that they're doing. I saw that and I'm like, in, because there's a chip in the ball, which is something Jim Nance talked about over a when Jim Nance came on, it was Nance and Deion De- Sanders' first ever appearance on NFL Network was at the Super Bowl in Houston in 2003 calendar year, uh, 2004 calendar year, 2003 season. Because Jim was yet to call games. It was Gumble calling the game for CBS. And it was um, Nance and Dion. And um, I forget who the other one was because the other one was Boomer. And you could feel the tension of them just all sitting there and me. And Nance was talking about um, a chip in the football. They got to put a chip in the football in 2004. And they've done it now in 2022. And let's go. Although I can already see people who are of a certain mindset watching games where they're interested in more than, let's just say, who has more points than the other. And it's really a question of, What's the word for what's the word you use between a point total here and a uh-huh. point total there? The spread. Rich. Ah, spread. that's the, the, the yeah. or the margin of difference. Yeah, of course. They're that concerned too. about that yeah, sort of thing. Very much I can so. all just like it's just some dude 
whose last name is Donaghy hitting a button. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the shadow of a ball winds up before this yellow line. It's all virtual. None of it looks yeah. like a field. It looks exactly like you see in tennis. You're just pulling a name out of a hat. That's a random name. I'm just that saying you pulled no, out that, of that hat, might out set of somebody air. off. Sure. So you're not talking Jack Donaghy. <laughs> yes. This is not a 30 Rock situation. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, I can see that one coming down the pike because people don't, you know, aren't very rational when it comes to that sort of thing. But if you trust the technology, on. Let's go. Now, I don't know if you can use that to see if it breaks the plane of a goal, though. That one's the issue. But uh, no chains. I guess there's no chains at all. So if this comes to the NFL, I would imagine they would have to change... uh, uh, DJ and Bucky Brooks would have to change the nick- the name of their podcast. <laughs> to what? Can't be move the sticks if there's no sticks. Mm. <laughs> move the Hawkeye. And there's no move the chains on Sirius XM. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hmm. So, what, what is a name? Cool. What's a good name for that? Anyway? I don't know. Move the shadow? Because that's what it looked like. But I saw it. I'm like, Pretty okay, cool. I'm in. Let's go. Let's use it in the NFL. Another thing I got to ask uh, all my friends in operations. All right, James Cook is going to join us from Georgia. Guy pissed me off on uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> Flat out. You going to tell him that? Really. Honestly, I rang in the new year with spite, thanks to this man coming up. Are you going to let him know that? Don't I always let everyone know how I truly feel when they come on the program? For the most part, you do. Yeah. I just said it. <laughs> I'll he, say it to him again. Well, he wasn't on, is what I'm saying. Should I introduce him? He's a man who pissed me off on New Year's Eve. I think that's the way to go. Uh, Woj just tweeted, guys. Uh, Frank Vogel's out. <laughs> is this for for real this time? This is for or? real, real. Is Woj saying he's real, letting real. him know? The no? Lakers have dismissed Coach Frank Vogel, according to him and Ramona. That happened just down the street, man. It's like right there. Should we go out and get a comment as Frank's leaving the building? No, ask Woj. Oh, Woj knows it all. Dude, he text. He, he just put this out one more time, man. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Ever? Mm-mm. No. This is coming off the month of March. We saw a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. yeah I have yes. never seen Frank Vogel's coached his final game for the Lakers, a decision that's expected to be shared with him as soon as Monday. So who's telling Woj? And saying, yeah, who's telling Woj and then not telling Frank? Well, it's somebody who knows how long the search is going to be and how expansive it will be and the fact that there's no clear front runner. Same person told him. I've never seen anything like that. And then the Lakers verify it with their actions the next day. Well, I guess they informed him today. They're, 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 the expectation of the information. Has been met today with the knowledge of, yes. Yes. Rich, that's why Woj gets, reportedly, $9 million a year in a new contract. Is that right? Too salute, man. Good for him. You think Claire Rothman's the one who's giving Woj all this stuff? <laughs> Claire Rothman. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes? <laughs> She's still with Figuring her. Figuring out how to, how to book the forum? <laughs> how to book the forum, right? <laughs> oh, 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 by the way, it was on tomorrow's program. Solomon Hughes. Yeah. The, gen- so, the gentleman who plays Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So Brockman, that was a great thinking, job he's doing on that show. Brockman, I was thinking we'd go get Kareem jerseys tonight and have Solomon autograph those. Think about it. I'm not going to do that. All I'm, saying, all I'm saying is 
Save the receipt because that is not being reimbursed <laughs> by Rich Eisen Productions. No. I've never gotten There's reimbursed. There's not much human resources. There's not much of a back office. So I'll just uh, run it up the flagpole and run it right back I'm down. I'm head of HR, Rich. Yeah. So... Tell you that's on you, sir. 